Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. There we go. For those that are here any day of the week, thanks so much for being here. I wanted to share the story that I saved myself for those that are coming here. I want to share this with you. Um, I got this great story from Dahlia. Awesome. Speaking about giving. She was sitting on a supermarket line. And she noticed that the cashiers were having a particularly hard day. People aren't necessarily that nice to the cashiers. Sometimes in life, the people that are servicing us in different areas, we forget to realize that they're human beings. You know when that happens? It happens to cashiers many times. We forget that they're actually there. So she watched the lady in front of me take a chocolate bar from the shelf and tell the cashier to put it through. The lady picked up the chocolate bar that she paid for, right? The, the cashier gets the, she, she, you know, she's checking out all her bags. She pulls out a chocolate bar. She gives it to the cashier. She just puts it, she, she rings it up. Then the lady takes the chocolate bar back from the cashier, which she just paid for, and gives it to the cashier to eat. Lit up her day. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? How much did it cost that lady? A dollar? She sees a cashier having a bad day. She takes out a chocolate bar. She rings it up. Costs her a buck. And she gives it to the cashier. Makes her day. I'm sure the cashier is going to remember that forever. For a dollar. That's what happens when you're a giver. This is the work that we're doing. This is the work that we're, this is why we're spending so much time on it. Because when it gets into our hearts and it makes us different people, we start looking for opportunities that don't really require a lot of our time, attention, or resources, but really make a big difference in someone else's life. But no one else sees it because it requires you to find the invisible. How easy is it to see somebody, to see a human being having a hard day and someone that's most likely you see a lot. Most, most people shop in the same supermarkets. Most people see four or five cashiers consistently. They probably never even look them in the eyes, but they're there. And they're the same ones. For a dollar on a tough day to hand to somebody else to make their day, it's a no-brainer. It requires us being givers for our brains, our schemas to look out into a world filled with stimuli and be able to pick out the stimuli that says this could be good for someone else. I remember one time watching this Gary Vaynerchuk episode. Someone sent this to me. Someone sent me a... Um, the Gary Vaynerchuk something. And there's a, there's a, he's given somebody like he's interviewing somebody. 
And the guy says, I love, you know, he has a new line of sneakers. And the guy goes, I love your sneakers. And Gary says, great. You know, they continue the interview. And then later on, Gary hands him a pair of sneakers. And the guy goes, man, I love it. So this video shows how throughout the rest of the interview, what Gary Vaynerchuk was doing was he was looking onto the table. Just looking under the table. Because what he was doing was trying to see what kind of sneakers the guy likes. He's about to give him a free pair of sneakers. He didn't tell him yet. He's a giver. I'm not saying, whatever, he's a giver. You don't become successful if you're not a giver. But he wanted to give him something he wanted. So he's checking the whole time under the table to find this guy's sneakers. So he, he got a sense of his style, got a sense of what he liked. So that when he reached out and got him a box, got him the right box. Same gift. I'm paying attention to what someone likes. To, give, to make sure the gift is better. That's called being a giver. That's what we're working on. For me, for some of you, some of you have this naturally. It's these small things that really matter. That's how we do it. And the way we do it is through the world of empathy. That's what we're up to. Empathy is the, is the tool, it's the scalpel that we take into the surgery room called being a giver. That's what we have. Because by the time you're at the point of giving, you're already halfway there. By the time you, know, you extend to do something for somebody else, to say something, to buy something, to hand something, by the time you're in the process of giving, you're, you've already, that's only half of the work. The, the real work of giving is understanding. The real work of being a giver is not just the giving, it's the understanding of somebody else, right? To buy your wife a gift that you want is not really a gift for your wife. You're just using your wife to get what you want. To say something to somebody because you want them to do something that you want them to do is not really helping that person out. It's just using the person to get something across. The way, you are, the way we are helping people begins, and not just begins for the first five minutes, it's, it's half the way there with the understanding of what it is that they need at the level that they need it. Of course, I'd love to tell my whatever to, to do X, Y, and Z, and then they'll wake up one morning and do it. But what if they're not ready for it? I had this conversation with the CEO yesterday, brilliant CEO, brilliant CEO who is who is light years ahead of some of his employees. He called me yesterday, CEO from a, from a different country. He was struggling with something and we were talking through an issue that he was having. And he said to me, I have this, I have that, whatever. He's got, he's got an executive team around him. And it, it dawned on me that I know some of his teammates, some of his employees, they're not as quick as him. And I was trying to explain to him that when you're delivering advice, you have to understand that they don't have the same experience than you do. This CEO is in his mid to late 60s. He's been around the business world for longer years than half of his team. This team is talented. 
but some of them are, are young. So he says things that like sort of, you know, when people say something, you ever, you ever hear advice from somebody where like it has like decades of experience, like, like all like the private words, you know what I'm talking about? Like they deliver advice and it has within them like all these terms and words that are so well thought out so that they fit like a puzzle, but the person hearing it like can't even send half the stuff that's being said. You know what I'm talking about? They can't unpack it quick enough. And he can't understand why he's so frustrated. Empathy. Yeah. In a corporate boardroom. Empathy. Empathy is understanding somebody else for them where they are. It's the slow, powerful practice of trying to see the people in our lives and trying to understand how to put ourselves in their position. Trying to ask ourselves, what would they know? What are they missing? What are they feeling? Do you know how many times I talk to somebody who starts a company who's never in their lives been an employee? Do you know how many times never been an employee in their lives? And they don't understand why they can't just all get along. And he or she doesn't understand how come people just can't figure it out. And I'm like, well, you've never been an employee before. Wonderful people. They don't understand what it's like to work for somebody else. And the, 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 the drama and the politics around people in different levels when they never had that when their company was starting, which is them. To put yourself in someone else's shoes. To ask yourself what someone else is feeling. I remember once years ago, we were sitting in a house for a Shabbat meal and there was a couple struggling with, with having children. And this other, God bless her. She didn't know. She didn't realize. She was a little bit like, you know, I mean, half the meal was complaining about how hard it is for kids there. She's got so many kids, so many kids. I'm thinking like, holy mackerel. I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming this woman. I'm like, holy cow. This couple is struggling with children. Half the meal is about how you can't find a minute to yourself because you've got so many children. I'm like, do you have any idea? You're just sticking a dagger. You like and this woman, God bless her, is a wonderful woman. She's just clueless. And I can see this, uh, that they're breaking down. This is the world that is around us that we, we forget. That the people that listen to us and that are connected to us and that are being raised or that are being, that are related, these, these people they don't come from our brain. They didn't come from our background. They don't have our challenges. They have a whole storybook that we don't even know about. They have a whole different schema that is processing the information entirely differently. Look at this country. This country used to have somewhat of a similar schema. There are people in this country that have diametrically opposed schemas. And I mean this country, those listening, the United States of America. 
We're living in a time where people have such diametrically opposed schemas that they're looking at the same thing and they're approaching it with entirely, not like shades of gray, black and white. There are people that are walking around, around us that have different schemas. And if we're going to live our lives and we're going to be constantly thinking about processing life through ourselves, we're just going to miss so much stuff that we can be given. So many things that we're saying it already. Well, I'm not talking about like say something nice. We're already saying something nice to somebody. You're already giving the gift. You're already trying to do something. You're already in the game. But if we don't take the time to understand somebody else for them without judgment, which is the hardest part, because we think that if had I been them, it would have been easier. Oh, come on, step up. Just do it. How hard could it be? You ever do this, by the way, with anyone? Have you ever do this with your children or people that are younger than you, even if they're not your children? When they give you a problem, you're like, oh, please. It's camp. Just get on the bus. They're all, just play ball. Do you remember being on a bus alone in camp? Do you remember how hard it was to get on a bus alone in camp? Oh, it's just a final it's not like it matters. Do you remember taking finals? Oh, it's, I did this when I remember my law, my first year in law school. My 1L, for those who went to law school, 1L is like, it's like hell week for a year. Navy SEALs training for a year for your brain. Do you know I get a call from somebody about like advice for 1L? 1L is your first year of law school. And I'm like, nah, it's not so bad. And I'm, it was so bad. I remember being terrible. Even the things that we've experienced, we don't remember. Even that which we already experienced. When you look back in your history, you don't even have the same emotional connection because you're past it. It's so simple. It's so easy for us to see the world from our own perspective, even if we've already had a different perspective a couple of years ago. I'm not saying my own perspective. I never, I don't even we're talking about. I remember 1L. I went through law school. I remember my first few years at a law firm. It's not like I, I don't know. I, I, it's like I've never seen this before. Someone asked me for advice. I've seen this before and still I can't possibly do it because still I'm looking at it from my world right now. And I constantly forget to go into someone else's head and try for a second to ask myself, what are they going through? When they ask this advice, how are they asking it? How can I help them in a way that works for them? That's the greatest gift you can give somebody. It's building people up, giving them tools, giving them opportunities, giving them advice that can help them grow at the level that they're on. Because even if they never remember that it's you. If you can put your hand in the process of somebody else's growth, that's a gift. That's a gift. And you may never be able to fully understand somebody else because you're not that somebody else. You're not, you're not supposed to. But even just to try is the greatest. It's such important work. You try. 
you ask. You ask for more. You ask for more information if you if you need. You you think. You extrapolate. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? I had a good friend of mine who is becoming much more connected spiritually. He explained to me once what it's like to walk into a room and people get up to speak. And these people are much more observed. They're much more Torah knowledgeable and they drop words in Hebrew like it's nothing. This guy's a brilliant guy, brilliant attorney. And he feels like, I don't know what word that is. He's just as smart as everyone in the room. He just didn't have the background. And the person's just dropping Hebrew words. He knows that he, didn't, he doesn't have that background. And he just doesn't know what the words mean. And he feels so disempowered. He, he wants to learn. And he understands the concepts. And he's really smart. But he didn't have the background that this speaker had. So he doesn't know what that word meant in Hebrew, or sometimes they use it even in Yiddish because there's a whole bunch of words that end up falling into the, into the lexicon. That's really just Yiddish words. And I was trying to explain to somebody this, and it took me a while to understand that myself. You don't understand that when you're speaking idea and you say words that someone doesn't understand, not only do they not catch you, it's sometimes it's disempowering them. You don't have to get into someone's head to figure that out. Just be sensitive to other people. When you go around your day and we are looking for ways to give other people and we recognize the highest level of giving that we can give them is to build them. The highest level we can give them is to deliver something that is for them. We start to train our schemas to be more empathetic. I don't know if I said this on the show yesterday or not, but I definitely emailed it to somebody. Somebody emailed me yesterday. I should have to go through my emails. Which one? They reached out to somebody when they were younger. And I was trying to explain that when you reach out to someone who is younger to you, I think I said this yesterday, did I? Not only are you saying thank you, I did say this yesterday, you're empowering the person to do more of it. It's a gift. Your schema is based on whatever you're thinking about because it's neuroplastic. So when you look for things, your brain gets better at looking for things. When you train yourself to look for the sounds that a that a that strep makes or doesn't make and you're a doctor you learn for it i I bet you right now doctors and nurses are training themselves to look for symptoms that they never had to look for before because of covid and they're getting better and better and better at it when you train yourself to look for something your brain gets good at looking for that thing that's how brilliant our brain is it adapts to new thoughts it adapts to new understandings it adapts to new beliefs and then makes you able to see those things in a world of stimuli that you would have missed before so when you learn something new you hear it being used you ever have that when you get a red car it's called the red car syndrome for those of you that's in the books when you get a red car all of a sudden you see everyone has red cars 
right? When someone gets a dog, they see all the dog owners. Well, there were still dog owners, but you never really recognized it because you never puppy beforehand. You're constantly seeing things that your brain now is appreciative of that you may not have seen before. Well, guess what? When we start saying to ourselves, I want to be at this level of giving, which means I got to understand people, you train your brain to naturally be more empathetic and to see the world from somebody else's perspective. And you start getting good at this. You start picking up on clues. You start asking right questions. You stop taking things for granted. You walk into a room, you start becoming sensitive. You start picking up the fact that there's kids running here, here, but there's no kids running for them. How old? And you start putting the pieces together and you start learning how to live a world where you're aware of people. That's how you can like understand who needs the word of encouragement. That's how you understand who to give some things to. That's how you learn how to, how to manage people and grow people and empower people. It's just training your schema to be real, real giver. All right, we'll continue. Think about this today. Find somebody that you're interacting with and just try. Don't get weird about it. You don't get to like ask them questions like, where were you in 19? Forget that. <laughs> oh, that'd be weird. Just try to see the world from their perspective. Listen, listen to them when they talk. Don't just wait to speak back. Because the more tuned we are, the more powerful we are, and the more we can be helpful to people. All right. Have an incredible, incredible, incredible day. Thanks so much for being here. With God's help, I cannot wait. See you again tomorrow. Have a great day.